<clears throat> What's up, guys? And this is uh, another podcast edition of Zen uh, Studios. Living architecture, in the architectural life, basically. Yeah. How you guys doing? So, it's uh, evening at my side. It's six o five p.m. in Nigerian time. I wonder what time it yours. It, it is, and uh, you can hit me up if uh, what time. Show me what time it is on. It's an announcement to make that very soon I'll be putting on my podcast on YouTube, so it'll still be an audio format for now, but then later on, when uh, it's enough money, I get a, you know, do a video format, so uh, the podcast will be a whole lot more enjoyable for educational reasons. So now, last time I talked about what makes me love architecture, now we're going into understanding architectural diagrams so yeah it's a basic thing that students should really understand how do you understand architectural diagrams you see whether what and what diagram are you meant to use especially is it in your analysis is in your case studies is in your preliminaries and everything so let's jump right into it let's go Great, architectural diagrams. Two stylized to be drawings, two imprecise to be plans, and two flat to be models. So what exactly are they? By the way, my, this article is taken from ArchiSoup. It's a great um, student guide and architectural guide for those who are architectural students and uh, architects themselves and also enthusiasts in architecture. They're the best, you should check them out, ArchiSoup.com. They're very great people. So yeah, here we go. Now. This art school will explain what architectural diagrams are, why they are made, and how they are used and categorized. He will also describe how architectural diagrams are put together and the kinds of mistakes you should avoid when creating one. You can find examples of architectural diagrams throughout this article. Now, what is a diagram? A diagram represents ideas in visual forms. They are two-dimensional, although they can also be shown in 3D three-dimensional basically and may contain texts shapes lines and word diagrams literally means marked out by lines in in greek that's what diagram means it's actually a greek word they have existed for thousands of years though of course they've had more sophisticated time sophisticated forms and uh let's just say they've been a little bit more sophisticated over time get it so today we use three main types of diagrams quantitative diagrams i don't know if this thing is striking uh you know elementary school kind of thing such as bar graphs and pie charts, which uh, illustrates data sets and tend to be the first one we encounter in school now we have conceptual diagrams like the flow chart the venn diagram which kind of shows relationship between items, while schematic diagrams like the exploded diagrams and subway maps are best described as the simplified abstracted pictures. Now, architectural diagrams tend to either be conceptual or schematic. Now, what is architectural diagrams? What is an architectural diagram? An architectural diagram helps to clarify a building relationship between elements of a building or a process connected to a building. They have no unified appearance, but they still are wildly hard to understand concept into discrete, easy to understand images. 
And these are the things that you can show to your clients and they'll be like, oh yeah, I need to understand how you arrived at this kind of concept or this form, you get what I'm saying? They do this with visual forms, visual symbols, which can be considered all at once. Unlikely language, which must be processed in a linear fashion. The architectural theorist Robert Samuel has suggested that diagrams operate precisely between the form and the word, which is perhaps why they are so useful to communicating ideas to clients during the building design process. What is the purpose of architectural diagrams? Architectural diagrams can be said to have different functions depending on what, when and how they are used. In the early stages of design process, they are often used to, you know, aid thinking, help architects solve problems and the likes. You see, as a project progresses, they might be used to clarify what is required and as a source of reference for different parties. Throughout and after the design process, architectural diagrams are used to communicate ideas to colleagues, to clients, and to members of the public. This is thing that Fraser Shields suggested, that the open and generative nature of diagrams frees the designing process from formal considerations for a long as possible. In order for that, or in other words, diagrams can act as a temporary place markers while we work, which is less restrictive and consuming than making formalized plans and drawings. Diagrams also have the advantage of being able to show different types of information within one image. Now, we're talking about types of architectural diagrams, and I'm thinking I'm going to give you like I don't know if I'll have time for all this, but uh, 18 types of diagrams could do. 18 types of diagrams. Let's let's go 18. Let's go 18. Let's go 18. Or what do you think? Let's break it down. I'll do nine. Then we'll continue the next one in the next episode. Yeah. We'll do nine diagrams extensively. And then we'll continue the one in the next episode. Alright. Hope you guys are having fun listening to all this. Just trying to get bored. Take a cup of coffee. You might want to sit down for this one. In the architecture of diagrams, Andrew Chaplin suggested there are 18 kinds of diagrams found within the architectural system. And they are. Number one, planimetric. Now, as the name suggests, plan and metric. Planimetric diagrams show plans. For instance, views of buildings or elements of buildings as seen from above. However, they differ from the actual plans in that they are representational only. Without precise scales or dimensions, the below diagrams, which I wish I could show you, which had a video, represent the different floor areas of a house scheme in Peru. Like what I'm seeing right now is showing a, a scheme of a house in Paris and Planimetric is just a simple form of representing, like let's say you put a box that represents a living area, another box represents the dining area. You know what I mean, that's, that's how it's done. That's how you do planimetric form of building. Or you can do like the whole, the whole area. If you look at an area plan, that's basically a planimetric example of a diagram. That's basically a planimetric diagram. It, it's mostly simplified. It can be any regular shape. It's not 3D, it's flat 2D. So now the next one we'll talk about is sectional. Sectional diagrams show the interior details of a building by slashing through it vertically. Again, this diagram simply represents the building. They cannot be used as instructions. You see, according to what I have here, 
we got a sectional diagram. It, it's mostly simplified, you know. It has no details. It's not the scale. It just probably illustrates how natural elements like light, wind, vegetation interact within that building. That's one of the best ways to show sectional diagrams. It does not have to be in detail. With that, the client, whoever is in charge, whoever a part of the building personalities, will be able to understand where you're, you're arriving at. You understand what I'm saying? So now, we have the one of the most commonly used ones we see on Pinterest for architects, axonometric. Now, this kind of diagram shows an exterior point, viewpoint, and a parallel projection. In other words, two sides of the same buildings used here to demonstrate an alternative design process, proposals, rather. Exonometric diagrams are often used to show design concepts as a whole and describe the process behind them. They can be broken down into the individual parts, exploded of present finished scales. So yeah. It's like you take an isometric form of a building or a reactive form of a building, I don't know if you know that in Revit, and you just explode it. You take out the roof, put it on one side, take out the body, put it on the other side, take it just to show what what makes up the building. A more descriptive approach. You understand? So now we have the next one called the programmatic. Program and matic diagrams show the layouts of a building and how people will actually use it. The, according to what I have here, I have um, two buildings, the Tendon Studio and the Seattle Central Library. The book house actually built by the Tendon Studio and then the Seattle Central Library built by Ram Colas. That's OMA and LMN, you know. If you look at it very well, if you go on Arc Daily and check out the Seattle Library, you realize that there's a kind of a thing looking like programs. It's more like a elevation, but then they just do like a, a sketch of the building, just the outside, not the interior, like the outline of the building in an elevational format, and then they show what and what is happening at so so areas. That way, the people or your design will be a lot more easier than you think it is. You understand? This describes the building plan and sectional, you know, circulation in a visual and engaging format. Now, what is contextual diagrams? Contextual diagrams can appear somewhat abstract as their function is to show how a building relates beyond itself to a wider landscape. Represent an abstract ideas of a general notion. You know, these diagrams often contain less detail than others, but nonetheless are an example or an important tool in describing projects Now, what's circulation? Circulation diagrams show the movement of users around the space. Arguably, they are subsets of programmatic diagrams as shown, which shows the way in which people will use a building or an area to be precise. This, this kind of diagrams are mostly in 3D, so if you like look through them, I don't know if you guys can have access to your internet facilities. You could just give it a try and just like, you know, check out circulation diagrams. You'll have a more better approach. Let me give me give you a better explanation on this. It's mostly in 3D and it'll give you like subsets of spaces. How what and what spaces, you know, work. And they mostly use colors and uh, arrows to represent probably movement. Maybe like staircase movement. I use red to represent a cold room or a hot place or, you know, 
I'm just giving you a brief example of how it is. It's like a 3D sectional of how things are done, you know. Then now we move on to the next one, but structural. Now structural represented through either planimetric, sectional, or axonometric diagrams. These are diagrams that are represented in either of the way. This kind of diagram shows either the physical structure of a building or how invisible forces such as tension and compression act on the structure of the building. That, that's just basically what it does. That's just basically what it does. Then we have the scale. Now the scale, the purpose of the scale diagrams is to provide context and help relate one another building to one another. You know, this can be done through use of scale of human day activities and uh, and or any other commonly known references. That's, that's basically what it is. The example I have here is really the house in Nakamura by a level architect. We probably do like either a planimetric or less, most preferably an exonometric diagram. And then you put people or everyday human activities or animal activities that occur within that area just to show what it is. What you call a field diagram. Now it is to scale. It looks proportional, basically. And then the last one we're going to touch for today is the sequential. We'll continue it from there in the next episode. But let's go. Sequential diagrams. What are they? Sequential diagrams show sequences from this word, sequences of how a building works. Like, what this means is that the architectural terms is like the diagrams um, is that these diagrams are have several parts which retains a constant background but show each step of a process. For example, plan extensions over several years with the school or the grounds of the school. Those are sequential diagrams. You can start from a box, then uh, you can bend it to a square, you can shear it into different parts, you can flatten out. It's, it, it's like from one diagram leads to another. That's what you call a sequential diagram. It's, it's, it's literally self-explanatory. They're mostly even best used for concepts. So yeah, that's it for today. It's what, what time did we spend today? We spent like 14 minutes, 17 seconds, and spent into 18 and all that. So, I hope I didn't bore you too much. I hope you guys had fun. Um, remember, again, my reference is taken from uh, ArchiSoup. These guys are very, very useful, very resourceful. When we come back, we will start from number 10 down to number 18. You feel me? So, yeah, thank you so much for joining me. And by the way, this is Zen Studios, your teacher, basically, your podcast homie, and all that. From my side, take care of yourself, stay safe, stay humble, and keep learning every day. Peace out.